Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Hey, welcome, listeners to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. Here's my co-host, which, by the way, you all can return to the show now. We know you left when she <laughs> disappeared last week. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Did you enjoy the beach? I did. It was a yep. very nice, very easy therapeutic weekend. I needed it. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure we all could use a trip to the beach. So good for you that you actually made it happen. Yeah, yeah. It was yep. fun. Absolutely. Today's show, we expect to be really helpful today. As we will help give you some information so that you can better understand how much CBD I should take. And there's lots of variables, and that's what we're going to help you with today. Yeah. And some of those variables will be uh, understanding this is from, uh, from Mother Nature. It's a plant. Uh, it grows cycles and seasons and so forth. So we'll help you to be able to interpret that a little bit. Then we'll go into, well, each person has a little uniqueness in their body so we'll help you understand that and then finally each condition has some areas to discuss yeah i think the number one thing to always try and remember we're here to help you uh get to that goal reach that goal of whatever it is you're trying to treat because we don't want people going oh cbd didn't work for me it does work you just have to figure it out Yep, absolutely. Well, let's just go ahead and start with CBDs from nature. It is difficult to duplicate exact outcomes. FDA really struggles with this. They want to approve a drug, and when you when you make the synthetic, you can predict the outcomes. Right. But collectively us us humans we don't want this thing synthetic we want mother nature no yeah we're tired of chemicals we don't want all of that any longer we want something natural yeah that's not going to hurt us so the best the best outcome is to just understand those variables so that you can mitigate or adjust yeah uh based on what you know what you what you've been able to find and what are some of these variables The most important variable in this hemp plant, when when you have the product in your hand, you're considering how to use it, the dosage in which you should take, the most important variable is how much cannabinoids are in there. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely the most. (laughs) Yes. Is Is it an extra strength? product is it not so much right because the difference of five milligrams per dose and 50 milligrams per dose will mean the difference of having effect or not having effect right okay now how do you know how much is in there well that is just a simple question and we're not going to labor over it you simply go to a test result no other conversations need to be had there if you want to validate how much is in there, and given that that is the largest variation, it now may become even more important unless you've already experienced the product and you're comfortable that you know where it's at. If this is a new purchase for you, going to the test results might make a lot of sense. Anyway, right. so, but it's not just the variation. It's a variation of cannabinoids. But remember, there's lots of cannabinoids 
to consider. Now, in today's CBD products, I said lots, but the reality is only about four or five at the max. That you're going to see, right, that is in a bottle or caps, whatever that it is. is. That is beyond non-detected, mm-hmm. right, that actually will show up on a test results. Uh, there's only about four or five, and some are intentional. Some just came with the grower, depending on altitude, season, grow characteristics could alter that that ratio of cannabinoids. Yes. Yeah, and we've seen it. Yeah. Uh, we stay pretty consistent, but we're able to track from batch to batch, and we see the adjustments. And although they're small, uh, I see them, and I see other people's products, and I can see the creativity from the grower, you know, and, you know, because he'll create a grow opportunity to express more cannabinoids or more of a, ty- a single type of cannabinoid. And then you can even go to the extractor and get an increase in that cannabinoid. Anyway, we're going off topic, but that is the variation. Yeah. And what are these cannabinoids? CBD. And THC, those are the most abundant and considered major cannabinoids in the cannabis family. And then you go to CBG, CBN, and then all of the A's, which are CBDA, CBGV, uh, CBGA. So those are all the A's. They're just acids. They're precursors to the cannabinoids. Anyway, don't go too far <laughs> down that road. And right? then terpenes. Terpenes are the other variations uh, of phytomaterial in the plant. Now... We're not going to labor on this one too much now because uh, the third section of this show is to talk about these individual cannabinoids as they apply to specific conditions. Right. Good. Well, uh, so terpenes. Terpenes are also a plant material that Mm -hmm. can have effects on our human body. And the ratio of those terpenes can often treat certain things. And so if... By design, you want it to treat something that that terpene was designed to do. You want to ensure that that terpene is in there. How does a terpene get into an end end product, the product that you purchase? It can get in there two ways. One, the plant produces its own terpenes and will show up on a terpene test if you are reading the third-party test. The other way is to have it added. Right. Which is also extreme, also very common. Well, and the cannabis plant has a lot of terpenes. It sure does, it's yes. It's very therapeutic, and people don't really understand. The terpene part? Yeah, they're too busy yeah. trying to understand the cannabinoid part. Right. Right. But manufacturers <laughs> and growers, we understand it. And to date, I've seen really good practices. Right. Really good. So when somebody is talking about terpenes in their product, you likely can connect with their test in you'll see that it's in there. Right. And it's it, again, it's <coughs> naturally in the plant, but sometimes you want a little extra to make it a little bit stronger for whatever condition it is that you're trying to make a product for, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You said that absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, terpenes, they can be a little bit more predictable, especially if your manufacturer is adding them because right. they can purchase these extracted terpenes. They come with their analysis and their very specific amounts and then you in, in turn can add very specific, uh, make very specific, specific adjustments to your end product and that one can be a lot more predictable. Yeah. 
the one that comes from the plant, a little bit more right. difficult to track. So, literally, so, and this particular piece, nature being not so predictable, the greatest resource for you will be knowledge of the condition you're treating and a third-party test to assess what cannabinoids and terpenes are in your product. Yeah, okay? and, and, and when you go to a store, uh, you can ask questions. You can really say what's in this product that makes it, say, better than the product right yeah. next to it. Or is it the same? Or what? Why? Why is this one the one that you suggest? Yeah, and, and again, that is a episode coming up. Is why going to a brick and mortar local CBD store so valuable, especially for the first time purchase? You get to stand in front of somebody and ask those questions. And and if you don't with like the product it, in your hand, right? You can yeah. bring it back. But yeah, uh, yeah ordering online is. That's it's true. It's proving to be a. Um, it's it's gonna be a challenge because the opportunity for fraud and fakes and it's just so grand. That's all. It's yeah. not to say that you can't get good quality products online. If yes. you've gotten them, we are not talking about you guys. If you have a good product that you're putting online, or if you're a consumer and you've purchased a good product online, we are not talking about you. No, no, no. We're <laughs> we're talking about those gimmicks. The that, other ones. Oh. You know who you are. Yes. All right. Human bodies also unique, both how they need, how, what, what cannabinoids they need, and how they respond to them. Let's go to the easy factors. What would you say is the biggest factor? Kim has well, a lot of experience here yeah. because she consults with a dozen people a day. It's two different, I mean, really, gosh, the biggest one. It's either your weight or the level of severity of your condition. Nice. I, I would say whew, probably the severity of your condition is probably yeah. a little more important than your weight. Now, since we are going to move to that piece later in the show, uh -huh. let's go to weight. I would agree. Weight yeah. is the biggest. Uh, and I would suggest, is there, is there a, a, maybe, a, maybe a, an easy rule here that we can apply? Like... If a baseline is, let's say we set a baseline at 15 milligrams per dose mm -hmm. at 100 pounds. If you were at 200 pounds, would you go to 30? You probably should to so feel can, the effects. Can we just double it every 100 pounds? Yes. Because now you have a percentage. Oh, yeah. if I'm 150, I'm going to add 50% to my dose. Right, right. Yeah. I All could right. say that, right, a female, a, a nice average-sized okay. female, can stay in the 15-milligram range. Mm -hmm. um, an adult male might have to move up to the 25-milligram range to 35-milligram Terrific. Range. Yeah. How about we agree to this? When we move into that last phase... We'll set baseline dosage for a 100-pound person. Yeah. And then, listening audience, you'll know for every 100 pounds, add another 100% to that. Yeah. Okay, so if it's at 10, you add another 100 pounds, you're now 200, go to 20. Right. If you're only at 150, go to 15. 15, okay? yeah. All right. Yeah. Simple math. Now, why is it okay for you to consider this? Two points I have for you. One, they currently believe and this is the world health organization that this product has no 
no risks, no, it, it, it's very tolerant for hum humans and, and this product very tolerant. And so that's point number one. So they still have not discovered anything that would stop us from taking this product. Mm -hmm. And point number two is in clinical studies, they literally always start, I always see them starting off with 300 milligrams of a product. So you're per, di per dose. Per dose, you're in a study, and you're going to get 300 per, uh, milligrams uh, at at one sitting. Uh huh. And, and is these that are, these are clinical, peer reviewed? All you have to do is go to NCBI, and you will find these studies, and you'll read them yourselves. I have links to all of them. Are they are they them. in those studies? Are they generally <laughs> using just the CBD molecule, or are they using the whole plant? Both. Okay. And we're talking about thousands yeah. of studies. Yeah. So to try to hone in on anything specific will be difficult. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, but anyway, it's such a big spread. Yeah. So if we give you a baseline of 10 and clinicals using 600, all I wanted you to do is be comfortable. Right. Don't I, be I, afraid of, of CBD. I always say that to my right. customers. It, yeah. don't, don't be anxious. You're we're, you're here for your anxiety. Yeah, Let's not. Right? It's going to calm you down. That's yeah. all it's going to do. Let's let's go to age. Do you think age has an impact? Well, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Obviously, I don't. Uh, children obviously would use a much oh, much yeah. lower yeah. dose, but that's also due to their weight and all that other. Also, development. Development. They do consider the de developing brain as to be considered. Right. Up right. In, that's up until age 17, I believe. Mm, well, I mean, you know, there's arguments subjective? there. The male, okay. the male <laughs> brain. Oh no, you're not going to go there. <laughs> no, they're just saying that <laughs> the brain. It's usually around 25. Believe that for it not to be <laughs> under the. Any away. Um, so age, yes. I don't you've know. Seen, yes and no. Age doesn't really seem to have much of an impact. Okay. Uh, except for the fact that most people that are older are having more pain. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. Right. Their condition required more as opposed to just their age. Right. Yeah. Age is yeah, okay. Very not, good. not that high not on the issue. scale. Well, mm -mm. thanks. Okay. No. Um, let me see. Conjunctive therapies. Conjunctive meaning that you are using it along with something else. Yes. Now, very common for... <clears throat> very common for... People in chemotherapy, mm -hmm. to, oh, very common for them to be using this conjunctively with their chemo treatments. It's very common for addictions to be using an anxiety prescription along with uh, uh, a cannabinoid model. Uh, what else would be conjunctive, do you think? Huh. I mean... But, but given those, here are the considerations. Right. So I, I'm pretty sure, again, that is another topic that not, has not been really explored, which is why we're going, okay, we don't really have anything from a clinical perspective to share with you on that yet, because there's not a whole lot done yet. Right. But let's talk about conjunctive, the component that would be important. Remember that some prescriptions... Uh, especially those who have listed on the bottle itself that yeah. there is a grapefruit warning. Yes. And keep in mind that when you are using CBD along with that medication, that there is a drug interaction. Right. Of the same drug interaction that is, uh, CBD also has the, sa the same properties uh, as grapefruit. In other words, it alters the 
it alters the way the drug metabolized in your body. Right. Meaning you could get more of it or less of it, depending on the drug. And and so one of the questions that, you know, when I do say that to a customer, yeah. it's not a lethal interaction. No. I mean, you're Correct. not going to even notice it happening. It's just that in in that medication, there are usually statins. There are usually, um, what, cholesterol yeah. medicines. Yeah. Um, it's not, I don't think it's anything you're going to notice. It's just your, when you go in for your blood work, maybe it's either higher or lower than the doctor thought thought it would be because it's been interacting with the CBD. Now, a good statement here to follow up, uh, what Kim said that it'll never be a problem. No, you should never take that position. You should always talk with your, your practitioner. Yes. And again, I want to remind you, practitioners are really getting caught up, up to speed on understanding cannabinoids, their effect on the ECS system. As a matter of fact, I'd like to even say that they're getting up to speed on the ECS system itself. Yeah, it Five, is. Four years ago, I'd asked a doctor about the endocannabinoid system. <laughs> I'm unfortunately, unfortunately, half, half of them would look at me like, what? Uh, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Which amazed me, but uh, it doesn't but matter. It doesn't matter. It wasn't known. It, does, it did not. I mean, it, they went to law, uh, law school. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> they went to medical school. Nowadays, that's possible. And uh, they just weren't taught it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so conjunctive therapies, again, f- be free to talk with your practitioner. Always. Ma- absolutely be free always. doing that. You will find uh, it will be a good conversation. And I always say if you're on either an anti-anxiety medication or anything like that and you want to start CBD, never go cold turkey. Don't give up your prescription. Yep, good point. Talk to your doctor. You can wean in one, yes, and work out the other. Now, uh, let's continue just a little bit further down this path. There is also the adjustment. You started out at 10 milligrams a day to treat your need, your condition, and you're not noticing an impact. Right. Now, you should not need to labor over that 10 milligrams for more than a day or two. Go ahead and up it. Okay, up it by, I don't know if there is a strategy here, but I'll just say if I were using it for pain and I took it day one, my pain did not go away. I have no issues doubling it the next day. Well, I mean, you would do it with an Advil, right? That's true. And you're like, oh, that one pill just did not do it. I'm going to take two today. Right. And so, and then I'll go, okay, do I feel like I got the effects I wanted? And if I still said no, I'm going to double it the third day. And if I feel that I got the effects, I'm going to stop there because I don't want to waste money. No, you don't. There's no reason to waste money. And I, I always tell everyone your first 30 days yeah. is the time to figure out right. your milligrams. Yeah, exactly. I might start. I do, I, there are many times where I'll start them at a low range and say, okay, this is, this is you know, oh, you're getting 17 milligrams in the whole dropper. Yep. If that is not working for you, there's other things you can do. You can increase your dosage. You can come back in. Maybe you need a topical, too, and you're working on both ends. I, there's just so many things you have to figure out the first yeah. 30 days. Don't get discouraged. Keep using it. You already bought it. You might as well finish it. 
Yeah. And figure out what your milligrams are. Now, I'm, I was being aggressive, too. I'll change it every day. I know how quickly the results can happen. Again, those cannabinoids go in, they affect your ECS system, and it is a fairly quick process. Yeah. Uh, but it, those who have a little less experience with cannabinoids, you can do the same step up that I just did, but you can do it over the course of every three days. Yeah. Uh, which is probably more common for newer users. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, what else on that topic should I be talking about? Well, again, just don't get discouraged. You know, I have a lot of customers that also come back in and go, wow, I didn't think it was working. I took it all, and I didn't think it was working, and then I stopped using it, and then oh, yeah, this is I realized way. it was working. Yeah, good point, good yeah. point. Now, let's move over to what are people taking cannabinoids for so that we can talk about this last section, this last section of conditions. What conditions... And what should the doses be for those conditions? So I'm going to read something from uh, WebMD, who did a post, post recently. And it starts out with this. Researchers are studying whether medical marijuana can help treat a number of conditions, including. Now, the reason I brought this up, because yeah. they suggested it was medical marijuana. And at the very bottom, there was a note that implied THC. Yes. All right. So other cannabinoids are in there, too. But mer medical marijuana tends to have a higher concentration of THC. And so here are all the, uh, the items they had listed. Alzheimer's disease, appetite loss, cancer, Crohn's disease, disease affecting the immune system like HIV, AIDS, or multiple sclerosis, eating disorders such as anorexia, epilepsy, glaucoma, mental health conditions like schizophrenia, post-traumatic stress disorder, also, multiple sclerosis, muscle, muscle spasms, nausea, pain, seizures, and wasting syndrome. Now, I read this list. WebMD seems to be somewhat responsible. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to share that. Now, but they made a statement after this, and it's interesting and very responsible for us to share the statement. But it is not yet proven to help many of these conditions, with a few exceptions, suggested this Dr. Bon Miller. The greatest amount of evidence for therapeutic effects of cannabis related to its abilities to reduce chronic pain, nausea and vomiting due to chemotherapy, and spasticity. This is from MS. Uh-huh. Also quoted by this Dr. Bon Miller. Yeah. Okay. That leads me into my next conversation. There has been a trend in recent Six months or so is where we started seeing the trend pop up. Those consumers out there are less interested in taking the isolated CBD molecule by itself. Well, I think the reason that that trend is happening is because they're finding that it's really just, it's really not really working. I mean, it gets, it reaches its peak. Right. And then it doesn't help. You, you heard the list. Yeah. This and, and this is these are studies with THC, which is why the the number of clinical studies being done with THC has rapidly increased over the last twelve months. And consumers are picking up on this naturally. They're like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm not getting the value that 
the the whole plant was delivering to other people. So, so it is becoming. So from that position, we thought we would help by. Well, we we we've done our own studies, but let me let me keep going. So research. So we have a uh, we have a um, we have several. <laughs> we have several, uh, uh, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm reading through these things a lot. Here's another research funded by the Natural Center for Complementary and Integrative Health. Several of these funded studies are investigating the potential of pain-relieving properties and mechanisms of actions, substances, and cannabis, including minor cannabinoids such as THC and terpenes that give the plants you know, specific properties and aromas and so forth. The goal of these studies is to strengthen the evidence regarding cannabis components and why they are potential roles in pain management. Now, the reason I brought this study to the table is because I would say maybe a third of all consumers using cannabinoids. And when I say cannabinoids, you know them as CBD. Mm-hmm. We have moved way past that. We know cannabinoids include a multitude of, of, of cannabinoids that are found in the plant. Anyway, sorry to deviate. That the, the role for, t- that, that pain management, uh, so many people are using it, but they're not getting the full benefit of the plant when they isolate everything but the CBD molecule. So these studies are plentiful. Trust me, they are. Uh, uh, this same uh, Institute, National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, is also supporting other studies on cannabis and cannabinoids, including studies of the effective of edible cannabinoids and its constituents of pain, inflammation, and, and thinking in people with chronic low back pain. Studies to develop techniques to synthetic, uh, synthesize cannabinoids and yeast which would cost less than obtaining them from a cannabis plant. Okay. Interesting. And research to evaluate the relationship between cannabis smoking and type 2 diabetes. Now, I'm sharing that with you again because these are two observations made with THC as one of the, as one of the main components. And that okay so that I was going to say it. was it the whole plant or was it just THC? The whole, no, the whole plant. Okay. The whole plant. So it led us to create our own study. So right now, uh, we, we call, we're calling our study the non-detected THC. Yeah. Uh, it is, well, we're creating supportive documents for it now, and we're doing this to get a clinical literature review of THC pharmacokinetics, which we hope to have it peer-reviewed when we're done. Mm-hmm. So, and there is a process. Uh, it's fairly expensive, but I think it's well worth it. The objective here is to get a clear understanding of the concentration of the metabolites in the urine from the use of THC products over time. Right. All right. You're going to be surprised the results we've been able to dig up so far. And if you question our results, simply go on Google right now and see if you can find anybody who has won a court battle or lost a court battle because they were taking a CBD product and got busted for THC. Try to find one. I I know it was, you know. We're going to take a break. And if you can come back and tell me (laughs) online that you found something, I might send you some free product. 
Yeah, I know that there was a lot of hoopla in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, there right. was obviously all of that, but I don't believe any of that came to fruition, right? Yeah. Those cases, no. Yeah, so uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to share with you what we found. Again, upping your education, and that will all then tie again into our last piece of here, which is the last piece of this show, is to give you some good guidance on the specifics. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a little, it's, it's, it's easy, it's so easy to figure out yeah. what it is you need. It's not difficult. Right. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back back, we're going to continue with this interesting conversation about how much CBD should you be taking. Be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. All right, I think this is an exciting part of the show because now we've informed you a bit, and we're going to inform you just a little bit more, but then we'll be able to... Give you some specifics. Yeah, you, we, you know, baseline. we always have to go uh, over these studies and over these, this all this research it's because yeah. we really want to get across to you that we're not just here like spouting off that CBD is good for you. It's really being researched. Yeah. It's really being reviewed, and it is really a good natural product. 
Yeah, we believe that. Uh, but again, the show is based on an unbiased right. uh, presentation of this market. And so I think, it, to your point, we really try to provide science. We really try to provide that kind of yeah, because, I response. mean, uh, again, you we don't want you to be that person, like the person that tries CBD and it doesn't work for them, so they just dismiss it. You don't. We want you to listen to this podcast and be informed so that then you can go out and inform <laughs> correctly. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, let's move into this non-detected THC. Why do we call that? Because THC is present. It is there. And most products that you are taking that are CBD, unless it said CBD isolate, right. that really meant that they pulled that molecule out by itself. But the, mo the rest of them, they will grab the extract from the plant and then go through a process uh, to continue to remove molecules. Uh, you know, redo, redo that process over and over until they get to the level that they consider is non-detected. Right. But there's still molecules in there. They're just at a level of non-detected. Yeah. Now, and in, and in lab world, all that means is your instruments are set at a level. Anything below that level will show non-detected. Anything above it will, all right. It doesn't it's mean not, it's not there. It doesn't mean it's not there. Right. So that's lab 101 for you. Now, but that sparked us. Well, wait a minute, non-detected. Non-detected is somewhat subjective then. Let's, let's dig into absolutes. Let's get some results here. Mm -hmm. So again, just as a mind you, uh, the object here was to get a clear understanding of the concentration of metabolites. Metabolites is the end product once your body metabolizes THC. Yep. So it was to understand the concentration of metabolites in your urine from the use of THC over time. Right. Why is this important? Because that is the majority of drug tests out there, pre-screening. They do a urinalysis, and then they come up. If you're above the baseline, uh, then they move to step number two. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, current trends suggest, by the way, based on clinical studies with review sources from National Institute of Health Library on drug metabolism and cannabinoid pharmacokinetics. <laughs> Pharmo, pharmacokinetics. Oh, got it. Okay. Thank you. All right. So those are the resources that we are basing a lot of this information that we're going to share with you. So based, so let's get some facts. Baseline testing, if you were to take a urinalysis, is 50 nanograms, 50 nanograms of THC metabolites per milliliter of urine. Okay. Now, that little container that you're doing, Yeah. you know, you can probably put 30, 40, maybe even 50 milliliters of urine in that little cup, but they only need one milliliter. Right. Okay. All right. Other things. Factors. Let's talk about factors. Factors that would adjust that presence of THC metabolites in your urine if you're taking a CBD product. First, and again, these are things already uh, were present in these studies that we got from the National Institute of Health Library. CBD is being considered to inhibit the production of THC metabolites. They do not have a hard number yet, but the observations have shown, I'll say it again, THC or CBD 
inhibits the production of THC metabolites. Factor number two, metabolite elimination. Now, most people who are THC friendly know about this. Right. T right, this, this elimination from your system. Well, there, there are two groups, chronic and, and infrequent. So chronic users tend to have a longer life for their THC me metabolites. Right. And infrequent have a very short one. So we've understood that metabolite, that uh, chronic users have a 2.3 increase in the number of days. And this is, is this a, a CBD product or a, just a, a, a straight just, THC so product? So here's what they say. They, they call this smoking a single marijuana cigarette. Okay. All right. So yeah. all the cannabinoids in there, but it's marijuana. So it's very high in THC. Very high in THC. All right. All right. Now, Good question. On this level, yes? does your body fat make a difference? It does. Okay. But I, I, I have still to date not found any relevant information to share on that. And remember, we're still about 50% into this. Okay. Okay. Great question though. So let's, uh, all right, so let's see what, we also decided that we were going to use a 500 milligram full spectrum CBD product in a 30 mil bottle. And the dosage that we decided to use, because that bottle at one milliliter daily dose was 17 milligrams of CBD. In mm -hmm. our test results, we were able also identify that in addition to the 17 milligrams of CBD per dose, there was 0.5 milligrams of THC okay. per one milliliter dose. So one full dropper. Yeah. All right, let's play around. Okay, so I think we had talked about the, the uh, metabolite Elimination. So here we have a very specific outcome from this clinical study. Smoking a single joint containing 18 milligrams of THC. The max level was observed over seven days, and it had a mean rate of 84.3 nanograms per milliliter of THC metabolites. Okay, and they used a joint a day? A whole joint, 18 milligrams of THC in it. Oh, just one. Just one joint. Not every day. Right. Just one. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's, gotcha. let's, let's just Sorry. get there. <laughs> the now remember, I told you the baseline for a study is fifty nanograms right. per milliliter. This single joint joint created eighty four. Okay. They smoked the whole joint though. Okay. All right. But I, we have a measurable amount. We have eighteen milligrams of THC. And how soon were they tested? Did they say? Within seven days. Within seven days. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, within, the max over a seven-day period was 84. Okay. I'll just say that. So I, I believe after seven days, it declined is my assumption. Sure. The max recorded over seven days, the mean was 84. Yeah, because your body doesn't flush it all at once, but right. it does it right. a little bit increments it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So the outcome of our analysis so far are this. So remember using a 500 milligram full spectrum CBD, had 17 milligrams of CBD in it, 0.5 milligrams of THC and a one milliliter dose. Uh, the multiples ended up being 35. So we had two things. We had a multiple of 35 and factors of five. So using this math, we came up with, and we were able to project this out, 2.6 
nanograms per milliliter of metabolite was accessible in the urine test, max. So our graph was never able to get above 2.6 nanograms per milliliter of metabolite. May I say this again? Minimum baseline is 50. Okay. I mean, I, I understand the <laughs> overall result that you just said, um, yeah. but I'm horrible at those math things where yeah. the train left and you had this much and you went, <laughs> went that far. and you went. It was an equation. Yes. And we'll make that equation available once we've moved this test to a place where we are confident that we can share it with everybody and and not have it subjective or subjected to you know, scrutiny by government agencies or anything like that. Right, and we're talking about a test that is trying to evaluate the level of THC in your body, not is it there or not there. Correct. Yeah, okay. we're going for that non-detected status. So right. 2.6 nanograms per milliliter of metabolite in your urine over a seven-day period a, can't get high. It's absolutely impossible. Right. B, it currently shows it's absolutely possible, impossible to trigger any urinalysis. Yeah. Any urinalysis. Okay. Now, remember, we're only talking about 17 milligrams per milliliter dose so far. Right. We're going to have them all the way up to 25, uh, all the way up to uh, 84 milligrams per dose. Okay. Of, of full spectrum CBD. We're going to take it all the way up to that in, mm -hmm. the, in the finished study uh, and see where those lines intersect. We don't want anybody to go be at risk. So if we get to a certain number and we go, okay, now the risk could be because you could fluctuate your dosage or things could happen in your world. Once you get, you know, 30, 40% up that chart, we might start putting out some warnings saying, okay, well, now there's some possibilities. Now right. you could drink the whole bottle and, and then do something. Now you could, something else could happen. We'll be likely be able to give you enough information to share that with you. Anyway, let's move on to... Specific uh, specific conditions and how we might help you. Okay. And maybe let's start out with anxiety. You know, I like, uh, well, I don't like anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of people who are suffering with it and maybe aren't wanting to go the pharmaceutical route. Yes. Or maybe conjunct conjunctively uh, treat or maybe even start with one and move over to the other. Right. Would that be fair, those yeah. three? Those three yeah, depending on where you are on that uh, spectrum, you're going to take your CBD. Uh, so with, CB, with anxiety, you don't need that much CBD. Agree. You really don't. Agree. You can do a 10 milligram. You can stay there. Um, now I, I should tell you why she says this. She says this from experience, yeah. which I think is absolutely wonderful and why she is such a value to this show and to you listeners. But from our science, we know that the CB1 receptors are in high concentration in the brain. High concentration means they're everywhere up there. Mm -hmm. So you don't need a high volume of cannabinoids to be able to get the impact. You yeah. can do a dose of 17 milligrams. You can do a dose of 33 milligrams per day, but that's really anything more than that. It's kind of, yeah, this is not, it's just an overuse. Not, not really, you could do it for, you could use it for other things, but that, not for anxiety. I've always said, listen, there, there's no reason to waste. Yeah, I mean, right? wasting is just ridiculous. If you're, if you're overdosing yourself, I mean, yes, you're going to feel great. You're yeah. going to be calm, but you really, you can bring it down. So you're not, this isn't 
a financial burden to you. Right. Um, and I think, again, 10 milligrams is fine for anxiety. If 10 doesn't do exactly what you're looking for, yeah. move it up to 15. There you and go. Then I say with anxiety, you want to spread it out throughout the day. You don't want to just take it in the morning and then uh, I don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. So it's, 10 milligrams twice a day. I would say yep. is a good right. little easy peasy. You're keeping it in that. In those thoughts create inflammation in your brain. Huh. All of that anger, all of that stress and anxiety, they're not doing you any good. Right. They're creating problems in the body that uh, will show up over time. And there are studies that are suggesting that the capabilities, the neurogenerating capabilities of doing this kind of therapy might have other potentials like you could pull, you could generate more balance and homeostasis neurologically and be better off over time. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, how, right. whatever you just said. They, they, they also, um, it, you're, it's not anything that you're going to go, oh my God. God, I am just, you're going to be calmer. You're going to be in a better mood. All right. We got, we got five or six more of these to I'm go. I'm just saying, yes. Anxiety, <laughs> it's not anything that's going to knock you over yeah. the head like a pill. You're also not going to feel like a zombie, which is wonderful. So anyway. Good point. Yes. Yeah, good point. Yes. Well, let's, since we're on that, let's move over to smoking. Smoke yeah. is a big deal. A lot of people were smoking a lot during this isolation, and now they're coming out and go, Whoa, I want to give this up. Right. right. I want to give it up. Now, this platform, you're going to need more milligrams because you're overcoming a lot of things. There's anxiety. There's yeah. brain fog. There's sleeplessness. I mean, yeah. your body, when you take something away from it, especially something as addictive, addictive as, as nicotine, yeah. you're going to go through it. And yeah. it's going to be the first two weeks or just even the first month is just terrible. So you need more milligrams yeah. and you need more help in the first month. So you're going to have to pick something um, that has a few more milligrams in it than 10 milligrams. I yeah. would say even 20 milligrams. Per dose. 30. Per dose. Even yes. 30. Now, be, now. It's, it's, we're not deviating off the earlier conversation about the, the CB1 receptors. What she is referring to is there's other things to be treated now. Yeah. There's sleep. There's, there's other discomforts. Irritability. Yeah. There's, oh, okay. my, nausea. There's just so much stuff that your body goes through. Excellent, excellent. How about we move over to sleep? Sleep is tricky. Now, this, I would definitely suggest that you use a full spectrum. Um, because just plain old CBD isolate, it'll calm you down, but it's not going to be strong enough. If yeah. you have a real sleep problem, um, you're going to need a full spectrum. Yes, there are known CBG and THC both affect different CB receptors yeah. that are useful in sleep. I also know that infl inflammation and pain relief is useful in sleep. So yeah. to Kimberly's point, a, a full plant solution here is so much better. And I know that we also even accept that stronger doses can be just as effective. So moving all the way up to a 50 milligram per dose can be effective. Yeah. If, you're, if your sleep cycle is that 
altered. Again, in the we'll say it again. In, in the, the beginning, beginning you, you might need more to get back into your sleep cycle. That okay. sleep cadence is very important. And once your body figures it out, it's happy. But in the beginning, you might need more. You also want to pick a product that is actually focused on sleep. Um, it, they'll add some more terpenes in there. Yep. They give it a little bit of boost. They'll maybe whatever essential oil that helps calm you. All those things are focused. I don't really believe in CBD and melatonin, but that doesn't mean it, it won't work for some yep. people. Um, right. That's well, that's the jest on that one. Let me give you a, a one, one thing to consider after listening to Kimberly. When it comes to sleep, your results are quick. The first night, if you take 10 milligrams of CBD oh, before sleeping and you do not get a nice night of sleep, you just didn't take enough, change it the next night, don't wait. Yeah, don't wait. Your, so the, these CBD products, what they do is they affect your circadian clock, your rhythms, inflammation, pain, all those things. All those things are capable of allowing you to get to sleep very quickly. So if night one didn't work, adjust because night two will be better and then adjust until you are there. Right. All right. And listen, if a CBD product is not, it's just not gonna, is not strong enough for you for sleep, you might have to move over to something that has medical marijuana. more THC yep. in it. That is very true. Very true. You may have yes. to move over to medical marijuana, which means you got to go to the dispensary. Yeah. Because there's not enough THC in a hemp product to pull that off no all right let's go since we're on that 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 you know if you use more you might get a better outcome let's move over to pain pain is one of those because there's so many people that just have mild pain that can get away with a dose of 15 17 milligrams but there's some people that struggle all day long with what we call chronic pain mm -hmm. and doses all the way up to 133 milligrams per dose have been have been talked and discussed about in lots of clinical studies and forums. And I always say to my customers, you really want to, if you're lucky enough that it's only one spot that's really got you going, your knees, your back, that, something like that, then use a topical with a tincture and that will really bring down that inflammation. And you might only need to use it for like two or three months again. And then you can bring down, you can yep. just use the topical yep. or you can just use the oil or you just, you just have that inflammation under control and it's not bothering you as much yep I, mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so so with pain that one is also an adjustable one it does happen very quickly we uh, it's it's common for consumers to attack pain in two directions one is in bringing the the, the cbd inside of you either through tinctures under your tongue or or Capsule. eating it or yeah. you know, edibles the other one is topically and both work extremely well adjust it until the pain is is that where you like it? Mm -hmm. uh, and the last one that we want to talk about today, also extremely easy, is inflammation. I think the human population today probably doesn't understand how much inflammation is going on in their body on a regular, I mean, daily basis. Yeah. Inflammation in your digestive system, your muscular system, your neuro system. Man, it's <laughs> just inflammation everywhere. So inflammation can be... Life can be pretty cool if inflammation is managed correctly. Yeah. So with inflammation, same thing with pain. 
you you start out at a baseline level we're going to suggest again right around that 15 do, 15 milligram dose mm -hmm. every 100 pounds you add another 100 percent to that right Sound good yeah. and you continue to do that until you feel you have managed your inflammation now uh, the receptors responsible for inflammation are triggered by are triggered by uh, the cannabinoids to stop the production of cytokines. Cytokines will then stop the production of, or the, the, the triggering of inflammation. So it also happens very quickly. You put a topical in an area that's inflamed, it literally will decrease almost immediately. Yes. Now, that's a wrap for today's show. I want to, well, thank you everybody for putting all this information together, including at, sud at study for the THC non-detectable. But I wanted to take a couple of minutes to remind each everybody of our next show. Our next show is questions from our listening audience. Yeah. And we've got some great questions, but this is your opportunity. If you serve me up a question before the show, I can do we can do a deep dive. We can go clinical. We can give you unbiased, but also maybe peer-reviewed answers. It's just super valuable for everybody that is out there is, that's, that's struggling with you know, understanding this product. It's not regulated yet. So, right. so this has been our benefit to all of our listeners. So again, if you have a question you would like us to di dive into it and get you a valid answer, shoot them to any of our CBD Ed show platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know them all. And, and I just want to remind you also, we're not going to give you a specific product that we think is better or right. not better. Right. We know, no, we're going to give you um, a, a suggestion on your milligrams, maybe uh, what type of CBD you might need. We're not going to, I, we're not going to give you a specific product uh on what we think is better or not better. I yeah. mean, that's that's right. not what we're here for. All right. Okay, so remember that. Send us The CBD Ed Show is our social media platform. I'll say it again. The CBD Ed Show yeah. is our media platform. Shoot us questions you may have, and we will spend the show helping you get to those answers. Yes. All right, so that's a wrap for this episode. We appreciate our listeners for listening and supporting our efforts to make cannabinoid part of everybody's life. So this is Ed. And this is Kim. Helping you with the future of health and medicine. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon. Thank you.